Today's episode of the podcast is with Andrew Long and Kay performing under the name Human Offline. Their latest single, Who Are You, is an ode to meeting people, wondering who they are, breaking misconceptions, often at a rave, often at a party, wherever you may be, always wondering who somebody is, always wondering who you are yourself. Very interesting concept and a real club banger. You'll see. They took it up a notch for this one. Human Offline has been doing slower jams lately, and this one's more of a dancer. Also, important announcements. Well, two announcements. Emo Night is back at DBA in Pomona this Saturday, featuring acoustic and DJ sets by Mason Musso of Metro Station. It's been a long time. And this is now, DBA has been the bellwether, I think, for me, uh, for when things are getting back to normal. And Emo Night, the return of Emo Night is just confirmation of that. So welcome back, Emo Night. Welcome back, DBA. And hope to see you there. We also have Coed, former guests of the Sketch Sounds podcast, playing at Redwood Bar on the 13th. 8 p.m. with Trap Girl, Vagrant, and is offered pizza, free pizza by Slasher Pizza. So get at that. I'm going to try to make this one too. It is a Tuesday. How lame am I, right? Well, without further ado, here is Who Are You by Human Offline and K, following the inter- followed by the interview.
So now we're live. I don't want to miss any awesome. more stories. <laughs> we can go all day. Yeah. Welcome. A thousand. Thank you for coming. Nice to meet you, Kay. Nice to meet you. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> the new song is awesome. Thank you. A nice diversion. Diversion. I guess diversion. Yeah. It is. It's a dis- distraction for what's to come. <laughs> yeah, a distraction for what's to come. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Nice, uh, different style there. You definitely up the tempo. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it was reminding me of, uh, I went down this deep, deep YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, if you know this, um, this channel called Our Sounds Electric, mm. this, this person just puts all these old rave videos together and um, puts music to them, like age appropriate, not age, you know, like uh, era appropriate. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll see raves before people really dressed up and it's people just like spazzing out on the you know in these in these small small rooms and and this music that he that they put over it um it kind of reminded me of that it was really cool yeah nice. thanks it that's awesome reminded me to get back into that rabbit hole you know <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think that was our intention was to <laughs> so i hopped right back in and i was like <laughs> yeah good times good yeah. times yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, when I when I when I like l- listen back to the song, it definitely reminds me of like my old raving days, just kind of mm. being in like a dark room with a bunch of like sweaty bodies, just dancing, you know, to music that you're not really sure like what is this or I've never heard of this artist. It just it has that feeling to me of like just kind of being in that that space again, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I don't know if that's like how it makes you feel too, K, mm-hmm. but like. And then we'll, like, we'll dive in more to like what the song means and stuff and um, like how we interpret like the lyrics and everything. But like I think every time I listen to it, it just it immediately transports me to like a dark room with just mm-hmm. pounding bass and pounding music and just mm-hmm. like bodies everywhere. But like you don't know, you don't know who these people are, you know, you mm-hmm. don't know. And, and then you get to a point where you start to question like who you are, you know, mm-hmm. who are you in this realm? You know, why am I here? Am I supposed to be here? So I, I like that like, you know, Kay and I have discussed a couple of times of, what does a song like mean to us? How do we think people are going to interpret it? So like, that's, that's just kind of like how I, you know, what I feel, what I think when I listen back to it. And when I was actually like producing the music behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Cause when I wrote it, it was, um, I did see it as this darker song and I would tell Andrew that. And then when he, was creating music for it. it was this this electro banger. And I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> fucking awesome to have these, like for me, these like, deep lyrics they're simple but to me have a lot of depth to them mm-hmm. uh, which we'll explain but to to wrap it up in this like dance song kind of makes sense in a way of like we're trying to escape in that in that music or we mm-hmm. go to parties to escape but to really like and that's what we were joking earlier like you can be on the dance floor having a good time and then have this like a crisis in the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> two in the morning when you're drunk like yeah. once you hear the lyrics <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's like that's the yeah. perfect way to yeah. explain the song that's, that's it right there and is that like a is that a common occurrence in the in the rave scene of like uh people just hit a point where like fuck where am i what's going on this sort of Hey, that's true. Yeah. Existential <laughs> yeah, crisis. Yeah, that, Especially I, after you like you take a couple things to get the party going. You know, know my like, parents are listening to this, or will be listening to this. I mean, especially <laughs> if you drinks. had a, a couple of glasses of water. So Andrew, yeah, a lot you of were drinks. Doing drugs, Andrew. <laughs> so I have never done one in my life. I swear. No. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, well, yeah. So even if you're drinking or whatever you're on, but <laughs> um, 
you do hit that point, and I think many people have hit the point drunk when you're having a blast and you just start cry- like you just start crying like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like or you just hit that point fear. where you're like well, you went a little too far uh, yeah <laughs> and so i think this song is actually that that should be the music video when you just go a little too far where you have the dance music in the background but you're like spilling your life like story to a stranger uh, yeah. <laughs> in the bathroom or something yeah. i mean i'm sure you you can relate to that too justin of like more or less you got a party and you just you just meet someone who just starts like spilling their guts to you and, oh yeah yeah and, and you're just like who are you for me it was dive bars <laughs> not really raves yeah yeah i wish it was raves because that sounds like a lot more fun dive bars are always like you know gritty and it's a different experience. Strange, um, strange story. Yeah, it's a different experience because everyone's a lot more loving at a rave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Dive bars are yeah. like a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> different environment, different yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, for me, I guess people uh, at dive bars, they end up crying with you. I yeah. think that, but the thing that gets me and what kind of started uh, for me to like write this song or come up with this song is that you can have those moments with those people. Mm-hmm share your uh, number or Instagram or whatever. And then the next day you're strangers again, but you had that uh, like moment that night when you were both just at the same feels, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the same feeling point or they're like just in you in the experience. And the next day you're like strangers again. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> That's it's, so true. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that we'll explain this to the aliens very well when they finally make themselves known, you know, just take these like, drugs, come to these shows with us. And like, You'll learn all about human nature in these. Whatever you know, they're on, moments. whatever aliens are on, I'm sure like a thousand times better. Or just like, <laughs> just whatever. They've, they've already, they've already probably discovered like the next best thing, and they discovered on some other planet. Yeah. That's like we're 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 stuck here with our crappy rec- recreational, you know. Yeah, they have a whole human? planet for dancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Just one. They like they, they, an they alien eat party. Plan- that's their drug. Yeah. They eat planets. They just eat like. Like, like matter they from just stars. Eat the flowers. Yep. <laughs> they they party inside of black holes. Dude, wild. Hell, <laughs> <No>, right? <laughs> I feel like um, so much. We'd so copyright that movie. What, that's gonna be a movie, and we take it. Yeah. Yep. We, own it. <laughs> we gotta write it down. Yeah. We gotta write it down right away. We own that idea. No one can steal it. <laughs> Put it on a napkin. Yeah. Boom. Copyright. Yeah. Got it. Uh, I feel. I feel like. The way you're describing that, the way I've heard raves described, I've never really been to a rave. Like, I've been to, you know, big dance events and whatnot, but, like, not a rave, you know? And not for any reason, Just I just haven't done it. And I always hear the same stories, like, people connect you know, mm-hmm. on, a, on a much deeper level that you might not ever connect, mm-hmm. you know, outside of that. And uh, it's really interesting. And either it takes drugs or it doesn't, but maybe right. drugs are, like a really great catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think it definitely amplifies your experience because mm-hmm. from my, my personal experience from like going to raves, um, I got to a point. Yeah. And I first started going, it like kind of blossomed to me as a person because I used to be really shy and really mm. reserved and afraid to like say yes to things. I, w- I would be like a no guy a lot mm-hmm. just out, just out of fear, just out of fear of failure or like just fear of embarrassing myself. Mm-hmm. And, and then I started going to raves and it kind of like 
I just met I just met these complete strangers, but they took me in that night as like mm. one of them. Just like stay with us the whole night, and we're gonna show you a great time. And like they did, I had like one of the best nights of my life. People are very nice at raves. Yeah, I yeah. just wish people like it was just like that all the time. Mm-hmm. It I know, was really great. I know, <laughs> I, and then yeah, sure. At the time, like I did, that's the very first time I ever tried like ecstasy. This is like 2009. Mm-hmm. I tried ecstasy the, my very first time, and like it definitely kind of helped you know, make the experience more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And, but then still like, even after that night, I'm like, God, you don't need that to like go have fun mm-hmm. at a, at a rave or, or whatever. And today I don't, I haven't been to a rave in a couple of years, maybe longer, but like, I know back when I used to go, I was always in this warehouse in San Bernardino <laughs> off the 10 freeway. Sometimes it was at Pharaoh's Lost Kingdom, which was awesome. Whoa, that was really? wild. Yeah, yeah. That was a wild <laughs> venue to party at. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was so hot. That was really? so yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. buildings made out of stone? <laughs> that and like no AC. Yeah. No, <laughs> a- no air conditioning. Like they, they shut off. I mean, it was at that point it was closed. So yeah. like. You it's couldn't close. even go on any rides. Or the, the water area was all shut down and dry. Oh, that sucks. You were like dancing. So many people drown. Where the water... Yeah, oh, God. It'd be a <laughs> shit show. Um, but yeah, like I, I would go to those events and every time would just be this a euphoric night just mm-hmm. meeting so many different people. And they're all there for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made it exciting was you just never know who you're going to meet, mm-hmm. new friends you're going to make. I mean, a lot of my friends today are just random people I met at these events and mm-hmm. I'm still talking to them and you know, trying to collaborate if there's anything to collaborate on music wise or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think everyone goes to these events for their own reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, you either, you either go home with new friends or not. And I think going to those places, I always met new people that mm-hmm. would, would just, you know, they just, it just, it's cliche as it sounds. There is a lot of love in the air at those mm-hmm. events. That's mm-hmm. why EDC, like if you watch the commercials and the trailers or whatever, it's all about like love and togetherness and, you are the headliner. That's like their new catchphrase is like the, the headliner, like that's you, you yeah. know, like it, it, even if it's like Tiesto mm-hmm. or Dead Mouse or Calvin Harris, wh- whoever the fuck is headlining, <laughs> it's like, you're the most important factor. Yeah. And it's like, it's cause I'm paying you money, man. You know, like, <laughs> this ticket was $500, but, but still there's like a lot of work that goes into going to those events and it's, it's just so worth it because mm-hmm. you just know you're going to come away. You're going to walk away from that night, yeah. just meeting new people, just feeling loved and just feeling a little more euphoric than you did before. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so different than just going to see a band or a show where everyone's like, fuck you. I just want to like see the band. Yeah. And I hate everyone else. <laughs> like, <laughs> Admittedly, I've like, been there. Too. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just a, such a different experience where uh, the, the experience environment the music all of it is to bring people together mm-hmm. and it's all made for that um so it's just, yeah a euphoric unique experience in its own yeah Did when you we can go to the... raves you should go oh <laughs> we're, we gotta take you i'm down yeah <laughs> those are gonna be the last things on the list Checked, i know you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. next to bowling alleys and like yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would yeah I, I don't know maybe wait like another year yeah i'm gonna do a caution. couple of shows already i'll go to a rave i'm down <laughs> oh but raves are way more you know like it's they're way more intense. touchy they're feeling, way more sweaty intense. Yeah. sweaty <laughs> yeah just see if people like you know what shows people are always like if you find a spot you stay there mm-hmm. and you don't move because you're like you have a point a, a clear line of sight to like the band the stage mm-hmm. and you're like if i move fucking two feet to my left or right i'm gonna destroy this view i have right now yeah. it's not like that at raves at all like yeah. you're not you know you don't you're not looking at the stage you're just looking at each other you're looking yeah. at your friends yeah. at people you're like you're just staring at the floor or staring at the sky wherever you are yeah. but like at a show when you're just you, you have one spot to look at it's mm-hmm. always a stage and you're like you kind of guard your little area where you're standing or whatever 
because you don't want to lose that spot. You don't want to lose that view. Mm -hmm. But at at a rave, it's like all that goes out the window. You're not there to like stare at five people on a stage playing instruments. Nobody wants to look at Tiesto, right? (laughs) I mean, you can't even see what they're doing from from the floor. (laughs) They're just out there twisting knobs. And some of them are actually faking it. Some just hit play and, and pretend to like pretend mm-hmm. to twist knobs and, <laughs> and people like there's so many DJs but that it doesn't even matter because the visuals they do and the whole experience of the mm-hmm. stage it's still cool it's yeah. freaking yeah. awesome yeah. Yeah. You're, you're there to feel not yeah. to, you're not there to like watch anyway. yeah. you're yeah. just there to feel something you know yeah uh, at Coachella, whatever year, I, I'm still trying to think of what year that was. I was at the the Do Lab uh, tent. Ooh, nice. Yes, that was, that was love nice. it. So much fun. Like it's nobody was having more fun than yeah. that, than that area. Because the rest of the is festival that, is that the one where they're like soaking everyone with water yeah. guns? Yeah, that. that was yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, free drinks, mm-hmm. free food. They were just handing stuff out. Everybody Good vibes just in that stage. area for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then I would leave. I would go out to like other parts, like that big like hangar area, mm-hmm. which is pretty close, and like everybody just seemed like uptight. And yeah. Like in comparison, you know, people are still having a good time, but like when you get that kind of music to get it and that many people together it's just a whole different experience mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's just incomparable to anything else yeah yeah the doe lab i remember the last time i was there in 2019 yeah like you said there's people on stage like squirting you down with water cooling mm-hmm. you off and passing around drinks or whatever and now it's so big that like sometimes the headliners will do surprise like secret sets mm. like uh rl grime he was he i think he was headlining one of the nights or whatever he's playing one of the nights and then he did like a surprise uh, do lab mm. and i think cascade tried to do one remember like in 2015 he headlined and he drew like the biggest crowd in history whoa do i don't remember that? much from many of the coaches <laughs> i've been to <laughs> well let me remind you <laughs> he he apparently drew the biggest crowd in coachella history mm. and, and it's like 2015 i think like a sunday night you know night three whatever and then he announced um he was supposed to do a, a surprise set at the Doe Lab, mm. um, but but it, the word got out like early, uh, and it got so overwhelming. Just mm-hmm. that, that place got swarmed, and he had to cancel it. Oh. He was Damn. like, "Sorry, can't do it," you know, because I guess they're like, it was like a safe for safety measures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, just got so crazy. Yeah, he just he just couldn't do it, so wow. he, he had to he had to bail on that. But oh yeah, the uh, the night that I went, the night that I left, I left like two hours, three hours early or something. I was so tired. Skrillex showed up. <laughs> and apparently, oh, really? like, that was a big thing, too. Where, mm-hmm. Like, I've never listened to Skrillex, really. But, mm-hmm. like, he showed up in a secret, you know, appearance. And apparently, it was just, like, the craziest thing, too. Just, you know, huge turnout. Everybody came out from the other events just to come check it out. And that's a small area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it always was. But it was a small area when I was there. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine just there's no room to move. Yeah. <laughs> Once Skrillex is so funny. He's like, aren't we, weren't we all just emo kids back in the day? <laughs> now we're all, <laughs> now, now now we're we're all, all DJs. <laughs> but from in the heart, we're all emo kids. Yeah. <laughs> Some have turntables. Yeah. <laughs> I never got into the emo scene. Like, um, I, I was dating someone in high school who was, I think, kind of into it, mm-hmm. just based off her taste in music. But mm-hmm. I was more in high school. I was like. Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, A Perfect Circle, like mm. Linkin Park. I was okay. more into like depending on who you ask. That's pretty emo. Is it? Oh yeah. You know what? You're not. You're not. You're not wrong there. The yeah. original emo. Yeah. 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 I would, <laughs> Trent Reznor is a sad boy. He is. Well, he used to be. Not. Not so much these days. But. Um, but yeah, Downward Spiral was like 
uh, I, I would say is their most emo album. Mm. And maybe the fragile, the one after that is actually really hard, like really heavy. Mm-hmm. If you like read the lyrics <laughs> and listen to like the backstory when he was making that record, it was a, the darkest period of his life was mm-hmm. when he made the fragile. And it's like, mm. fuck, but downward spiral is like a whole other beast. It's about like the, you know, someone hating themselves, but mm-hmm. also like questioning their own existence and mm-hmm. the relationship between like man and machine and like destroying yourself. It's, it's a crazy record that from like start to finish. Emo. What's that? I said that might be deeper than emo. Yeah. That's, that's not even emo. That that's is a, fucking existential deep, crisis. Yeah. <laughs> ex machina. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a Turing test of sorts, right? Yeah, a little intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to see a lot of those like old emo musicians mm-hmm. are now doing... Like, what's his name? Brandon Yeri from Panic at the Disco, man. Mm. He's, he's his back. career yeah. is mm. it's so big right now, and he's such a talented songwriter. And every, He's like a... Like a Jack of all trades kind of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he but he's was, a great vocalist, so he can do whatever he yeah, wants, pretty much. He is a yeah, great pianist. whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do, he can do it. Great musician. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But I think like our song, I know a lot of um, people I've shared the song with or have listened. They're like, "Oh, this is like a dope rave song." I'm like, but I don't, I don't think I've heard anything like this out of rave, which I think is funny. Mm. But maybe it's yeah. just because it's such a mix of um, genres that it doesn't quite. I don't know. It's just does. I don't see it at a rave, but we'll definitely maybe one day play at a rave. Mm-hmm. Throwing that out there in the universe. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> but it universe. doesn't click into like one. Not that category. what I've seen, but that's why I like it. It's like I know yeah. this would be a really awesome experience, an amazing mm-hmm. song at a rave or at a party, and it fits that completely. But I don't. I can't say I've heard of, uh, any music that's like it. Mm-hmm. And not that I can think of anything quite similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have that mindset going in? When you when you started putting this together, or were you uh, um, just letting? letting no, it flow? this was my this was my like dark emo, taking back Sunday type of song when mm. I first started. <laughs> <laughs> when I started, and Andrew took it to a whole new place and experience. Mm. Yeah, I think when when we were first, you were sending me some like demos of like yeah. stuff you were recording. I think we had an idea of where we wanted to take mm-hmm. it, but it, sometimes like when I sit down, if I have if I have an intention of like what I'm going to create or mm-hmm. what I'm going to write. Sometimes it just goes in the complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a good thing because then I'm not like, I'm not setting expectations. I don't sit down and say, today I'm going to write, you know, uh, a four on the floor, 128 BPM house song. Yeah. <laughs> and then it might, it might deviate to like a 100 BPM, like brooding down tempo thing, you know, that's like not energetic. It's more sad and mm. like a little uh, melancholy. It's just, that's kind of what happened with this song was, um, I think we were trying to do something along the lines of not like electro, but mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember exactly something a little more mellow, I think, you know, yeah. and then, and then it just kind of turned into like this. Yeah. What it is, this electro industrial song. That's just, uh, what was the genre that you came up with when, uh, when we, when we first met up, oh. um, like a <laughs> industrial dark, uh, dark synth house, electro dark house. banger, dark house. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. That's, there's a new genre right there. The song you Dark get house. drunk to and spill out your feelings at 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <house>. genre. <laughs> just dark House Deluxe. Yeah. We're going to call house it that. Deluxe, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like the last time I was here, you know, mm. we were talking about like Moog and stuff. And mm. I, that's that's the first thing I did was um, I was just kind of put I put mm. K's lyrics on loop. And mm. then I just started playing around the Moog. And I, I kind of came up with this really weird wonky sounding like synth patch mm-hmm. that's in the intro of the song it's like the it's like one of the first things you hear mm-hmm. 
And, and that was like, I just started there and then just started building around all of that. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I think I even, it was a mistake on the Moog. Like I was just fucking around and, and then it just, it kind of got caught like in the sequence. And then I just kind of, I looped that for like four bars mm-hmm. and then just started writing all around that. And like, shit, there's a song right here now. Like, that's so weird. Cause it kind of stems from like a fuck up I was doing on the Moog. Uh-huh. And I just, <laughs> I just, I just sliced it up in a way to where it was like rhythmic and I locked it to a BPM and then boom, who are you was born. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic, Andrew. Yep. I wish I could drop. I, I don't want to drop your mic. It looks expensive. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> Human offline was here. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's my dream is just to play a show and just do a mic drop mm. at the end and then retire forever. <laughs> yeah, so the it is kind of wild because the um, the lyrics for me were based to be like a darker song, mm-hmm. um, and I think the way. Uh, Andrew, aka Human Offline, mm-hmm. <laughs> wrote, the, <laughs> wrote, uh, wrote the music around it. Like, still is intentional and um, relates to the lyrics mm. and has that like cause and effect scenario. So, like with um, the song, I mean, even in our situation right now, this is my first time meeting you. Mm-hmm. So, in the in this sense, like, who are you? Are you this? Mm podcast like are you presenting yourself right now as this podcast person are Mm. you as this person you're trying to be um or like what are your thoughts you're thinking are those your words you're speaking are these thoughts and ideas you've had from other places from media you consumed social media um other experiences and conversations and as much as I can be critical to that it's also who am I yeah. Looking in this in the mirror, like, am I in my body? Having those like uh, body dysphoric moments, mm-hmm. and also knowing I'm that as humans and that human experience, we're all made up of our experiences, people we've talked to, um, people we've met, the mm-hmm. music we listen to. It's all infused. So taking all of that, like, who really are we? If we were to take out that human experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, who would we really be? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm made up of all my inspirations and how I grew up and my life um, and the people I've met. So, like, just having that, that dialogue, that back and forth of who are you but who am I mm-hmm. um, and, and being in, you can be in that crowd full of people. You could be at a party but still feel alone, but you also know they probably feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> going through this crisis in their brain of... Um, and having that dialogue is, is part of the middle of the song where it's more like a spoken word aspect mm-hmm. of like, have you stood in a crowded room or by your, all by yourself next to someone new, mm-hmm. whether that be the stranger or a date or if this new person in your life. But um, you feel like a fraud. You're still in that space feeling like an imposter. You're having that imposter syndrome, but also knowing mm-hmm. everyone else feels like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really about that back and forth. But I think Andrew played up the music to have that back and forth to fit it. Yeah. The call and response thing we mm-hmm. talked about, like, especially in the verses, um, you have, there's pauses, you know, it's not, it's not just like music constantly playing. There's like, there's these breaks for mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you would want to call it. Like in like a time division, like a quarter of a bar break where mm-hmm. the music just stops and then it keeps going. And then you Kay asked the question, like, who are you? And then, who am I? It's like a call and response thing we did. Mm-hmm. So the verse has all this tension. And then when the chorus, which the chorus doesn't have any lyrics, it's just like that synth melody, that synth lead. 
it's just that's where like all the release comes. It's like like in most song structures, the chorus is supposed to be like the moment of release. Mm-hmm. The verse has tension and build up and asks asks questions, but then when the chorus hits, it just it's just kind of like you just let go, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like just be, you just kind of like flow, I guess, or whatever, however mm-hmm. you want to perceive it. That's how I perceived it was just you just kind of like let go and you know um, just kind of go to wherever the song is taking you, and then after the chorus, you kind of get like this break where you know, uh, Kay starts asking questions and then you kind of hear like the pitch rising, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and it just goes into like this distorted, I, I, I think, were you there when I was on the Moog, like twisting knobs and yeah, that was by accident too. <laughs> yeah. And that was by accident. See, like, we, we, we were just doing all these like crazy yeah. things. And then, and then we were like questioning, like, is this too much? Are we, is this like too much? I'm like, it's not enough. Let's keep yeah. going. <laughs> so we just kept going and then just fiddled with distortion. Um, and, and yeah, I just, it's crazy how, we we had we both had like our own approaches to how we wanted the song to kind of um, flow, mm-hmm. and it came out a certain way where like mm-hmm. her you know uh, Kay's vocals were complementing my my mm-hmm. music and vice versa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like this constant like battle of questioning yourself and the people around you and and in, in your own existence, and then out of nowhere the song just kind of goes on like this break where it's just mm-hmm. like distorted noise, and that's that's kind of like how it makes you feel mm-hmm. like I, you know, like you were just saying, like sometimes you're in a room full of people and you don't know them and you start to kind of question, ask yourself these questions in your head. Mm-hmm. Like who, like who the fuck are these people? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Who am I? Like, why am I here? <laughs> like, why are they here? You know? And, yeah. and, and then you might encounter someone in that room in that same space you're in. And then it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know how you want to call it. Not like, like a fake it, like transaction between those mm-hmm. y- you and someone else, but just like a meaningless conversation that, you can tell you're both uncomfortable, but you're just trying to like make it through. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to make it through that yeah. night or mm-hmm. that scenario. You know, I'm sure we can all relate to that mm-hmm. in some way, but right. Yeah, yeah. And I think we explained too, like even after that break and at the very end of the song, you're still left left with who are you? Who am I? You don't get that question answered. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're trying to break these preconceptions that you have in your mind when you're thinking of these people, when you're thinking of a crowd around you, and when you're thinking of yourself even, right? Are you trying to yeah. break preconceptions? Um, I guess so, yeah. And, and just knowing, like, and meeting people at parties and seeing how everyone's, like, may seem like the coolest person, and then you go to their social media and they're posting about their depression. It's like, well, everyone's full, <laughs> like, everyone's <laughs> full of shit. Everyone's, like, just getting through it. Yeah. And we're all trying to put this like facade up at the parties or wherever at on, on on social media. Even it can be like, oh, I'm living my best life, but also I'm fucking depressed right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that. And so it's knowing kind of, and, and maybe it's through social media of just having that um, different connection with people where you're seeing both sides. You're seeing them in person when you meet them, and then you either you trade numbers or Instagrams or mm. whatever, and then you mm. see their Instagram, and you're like, oh well, this is someone else. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, but also, like, to your point, yeah, you can be critical about people, but like, I'm just the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, um, although the, I'd like to keep, and I relate to songs that have simpler lyrics mm-hmm. and are not too metaphorical. Although that's like an art, that's not something I relate to. But mm-hmm. I feel like keeping these conversations and having these relatable lyrics kind of makes you think and have that dialogue within yourself mm-hmm. um, and really think about your experiences and who you've met and be like, damn, like, who the fuck are we? Really? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? 
Well but. said. <laughs> yeah. Does this come from like many negative experiences of meeting people of, again, of preconceptions uh, or, or mm-hmm. asking, maybe even straight up asking, sure, yeah. uh, outright asking, who are you? Like, I see you here and then I see you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who you are. Or just say you see somebody again at a, at a party and yeah. you're like, I know you're not this person. What are you doing? You know, d- yeah. does it come from that? Does it, uh, do you sure. try to avoid those sorts of things or do you try to, uh, no, face it, them? it just, um, no, it just happens. I think mm. part of it, like I've been to the same parties with the same people, but we're always drunk. So every time mm-hmm. we re-meet each other, I remember, <laughs> I don't know if they remember, but uh. we reintroduce each other. It's <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that, like that God, I've yesterday. met you like five times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I know this, I don't know if they know this, mm. but, but it's those shirts, sure, those experiences. Um, and, uh, like what we were saying earlier, being, you know, crying on the bathroom floor or whatever. You have your best friend mm-hmm. at that moment. And the next day, like, hey, that was, like, fun last night. Thanks for being there. I don't, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it could be, like, any type of transactional experience, yeah. whether it be, like, a moment or um, maybe negative experiences at parties that I've had, sure. But uh, I think it's all encompassing. Yeah. Um, and to the fact, just like meeting you, I've never met you before, so mm-hmm. I could have those questions too, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's when you learn about each other. <laughs> and that's interesting that you said like, but who are you? Like, yeah, yeah thanks for having, you know, thanks for being there, but who are you? Like, yeah. I, like legitimate, who are you? I don't know who this number for is. Real? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of, you guys have seen Clueless, you know, the nineties, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, not Clueless, uh, can't hardly wait, but yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like a graduation party. Yeah. All these seniors are, it's kind of like that where all these strangers kind of link up at this house party and they all kind of go on like separate journeys mm-hmm. and they, they encounter people that they, they know and, or like they, they hate, but they end up being like best friends at the end of the night. But there's that one, that one character, he's like, one's a jock mm-hmm. and the other one's like a, like a nerd, like a really mm-hmm. smart nerd. Mm-hmm. And they both end up like bonding throughout the night. And then. Yeah. Like the jock, they both get like, you know, hammer drunk or whatever. And it gets like emotional. They just, they end up becoming like best friends that night. But then the next day when they run into each other in a restaurant, the jock like completely disregards the nerdy guy and makes yeah. fun of him and, mm-hmm. and just kind of completely just like shoves him away. You yeah, know, we're it's, the nerdy it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're I'm, I'm the, the nerdy kid, by the way. Just, <laughs> we're the nerdy Just ones. in case you're wondering, yeah. we are the nerdy kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, in this story. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. He was, yeah, he was yeah. Belle the Ball that night. You know, mm-hmm. He was dancing to, to Guns N' Roses and singing mm-hmm. with the band and yeah. everything. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like that, where you, 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 you might like bond with someone in that moment of time, but then mm-hmm. next time you see them, it's like mm-hmm. you, either you, you, you pretend to know who they are or you pretend like you don't know who they are. You know, it's like, oh, that was... You know, that was a great night, but, like, I don't want anything to do with you now, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, kind of pretend like I don't know who you are, but I do know who you are. What you a know? strange dynamic. It's such a weird thing. Like, it kind of happened yesterday. I was at a party yesterday, and it kind of happened where, like, I saw someone who, I, I looked, they looked familiar to me, but when they, when I went to, like, shake their hand and introduce myself, they immediately knew who I was. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember you. Like, you're from this night when we did this and that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry. It's been years. I just, you know. Mm. It's been like, I don't know, three or four years. I totally forgot, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> but right away, like they knew yeah. who I was and it's, it's kind of like that where you, you know, something's triggered and, and then all of a sudden all these memories flash in your head of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how I know you. Like, oh <laughs> shit, you're that person, you know? Yeah, we TP'd that house and got drunk on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, teeping houses. Man. I used to love doing that. <laughs> I was a kid. I was, that's all I did in my neighborhood in middle school was sneak out at like one in the morning and buy te- toilet paper at Ralph's. <laughs> and and God bless those cashiers for like never ratting us out, because it was like the local Ralphs where yeah. like they knew they knew my parents. Oh I'm like, damn! Shit, hope they don't these see me. These little kids keep buying toilet paper. Yeah, yeah and it's <laughs> your third trip. And we're like, let's throw them off. Put throw on like a bottle of Coke or something. Yeah. Like, throw them off. They just can't all be toilet paper. Yeah. But, they're dummies. Yeah, it's like in South Park where they mm. they're like checking out and the guys like toilet paper, toilet paper. Okay, you kids, be careful with this pack of gum. Okay, it's oh, gonna yeah. get real sticky. Toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I forgot about that. Yeah, but I think it's funny <laughs> yeah. that like even in the in the movies in the '90s and even like that's a lot of '80s movies too, mm-hmm. where that scenario happens. Mm-hmm. But these are just things that happen to everyone mm-hmm. and throughout life <laughs> in, <laughs> of any decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it get more complicated as time goes by? To uh, to, I guess to weather those experiences, like, oh, yeah, I guess we've met, and, or I don't want to know you right now, or, like... Well, now it's going to be super awkward after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be worse. Oh, especially. Yeah. That's true. Do you I guys think, feel uh, that way? Actually, SNL had a skit about that. Mm. It's like, all the... Um, parents were meeting up and they mm. had like oh it was so nice like it was so crazy the pandemic so wild and then there um there's voiceovers of what they're thinking in their heads like who is this person <sighs> who's par- who's the- who's their kid which one and who are they yeah. like and then yeah. the other person was like i think i've met this person before but i don't remember where like oh, they yeah. both don't know <laughs> each other but they're, but they're like oh yeah dude like yeah here's a beer remember all that pandemic damn that was wild <laughs> like, like, we made it we made it yeah. yeah so i feel like it's gonna be like that now we're like kind of remember you kind of don't <laughs> they do they do talk about covid brain which is mm-hmm. like yeah memory loss and mm-hmm. just foggy foggy thoughts and whatnot do, yeah. you, do you have to get covid to get covid brain or is it more like it's like an effect from anyone who went through this? That's a good question. I wonder. Cause I, I, I think it's, I'll I Google mean, that later. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. look that up. I, I kind of feel that way now, and I never got COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I did, but I never had symptoms. I have no idea. But I kind of, I, that's, that's kind of how I felt yesterday at that party I was at. I'm like, I'm so happy to be here because like life just feels normal again. Mm-hmm. But I felt so antisocial. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I should be home right now, just you know, locked in my bedroom, like reading a book or mm-hmm. playing, writing music or something. Because like, that's all I was doing other than work, that's all I was doing during the, the craziness of the pandemic of mostly 2020 was mm-hmm. just staying inside and not seeing anybody and, and like cooking dinner and like barely, I think we did take out a couple times, but like we we're just staying inside, either ordering food or cooking dinner and not doing anything, you know, isolation, right? isolation. Yeah. And then now like I'm around more people and it's like, God, what do I talk about now? Like, what do <laughs> I, what do I do? I mean, it's well, that like, itself takes a toll and, and. I'm, it's a rebuilding year for everybody. Yeah. I'll, I'll say for me too, I became super antisocial. I became easily antisocial, which I think, you know, it worked out because like for a year, like we couldn't go out and see anybody. But afterwards I was like, I used to go out like three days a week and now I don't go out at all. And now I like cancel plans and now I don't want to do stuff. Dude, anymore. I was weirdly okay yeah. with it. I like really liked not right? doing any of them. I was like, Oh damn, I thought it would feel bad, but I really enjoy not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe we needed a break. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's sure. that's a good way to that's a yeah. good way to describe it. Like we really did need a break from people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it, it came with a huge cost. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's now that everything's reopening and we're getting back to somewhat 
something of normalcy, mm-hmm. um, I still feel like I'm in my bedroom and no one's around me. You know, I mm-hmm. still feel like I'm isolated, even though I'm clearly outside with people and mm-hmm. I'm sitting in this room with you two and mm-hmm. we're doing this podcast. But anywhere, I mean, it's just being around people and I just feel like I'm like pressured to like think of something to say quick. Like, don't talk about the pandemic and everything. Yeah. Just, just, just like, just pretend like everything's normal again. You know, that's that's like my mindset right now. Just pretending like mm-hmm. everything's normal, and I'm just like trying to get back to what what was, mm-hmm. you know, pre-pandemic. I think a, a lot of us are still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's still not technically over, right? So it's like, yeah, we're kind of in a yeah. weird space. I work in a restaurant, so like in a in a brunch restaurant where like everybody is trying their hardest to get back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all going out. People are still meeting each other, meeting up with each other for like the first time in over a year. Yeah. Like constantly. Oh my God, it's been so long. And I'm like, it's, we've been able to do this for a while, but Mm -hmm. people are still catching up, you know, and it's going to be a while, I think. Yeah, I barely went to like a, a neighborhood gathering for the holidays this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I met someone who was super cool. Um, He's a musician in LA. So I was like, oh, that'd be a great like network connection. Mm -hmm. And I took the whole party that's been like, okay, I got to get his Instagram. And I told him mm-hmm. as I was walking, I was like, we'll get, I'll get your Instagram later. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it before, you know, we'll leave. And then the whole party, I was just like waiting for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then he was gone. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Fuck. You blew <laughs> it. I was like, damn. Before I probably would have got it. Like it, when I told him I was going to get his Instagram. Mm. Um, but no, cause I was awkward now. I'm like, I'm just going to wait and see, wait till like the party cools down and then I'll be mm. talking to him later. No, he left. <laughs> like, Damn it. It could have been like a good connection. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, are you questioning your moves now? Like uh, social moves like that constantly? Like, oh yeah. More, I had way more, more anxiety than yeah. I did before mm. for sure. It's frustrating. Like it used to be like, it used to be scary and like, oh my God. And upsetting, you know, and now it's just annoying. That, that I'm still I'm like, I, I need to get the hell over this. You know, I, it's, yeah. it's just making me mad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, you know, before it would make me upset and I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm all antisocial now. I'm just brooding. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, <laughs> can I get the fuck over this already? I want to go out already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, we wanted, we wanted all of that back. And now that we kind of have it back, it still doesn't feel normal. I think mm. because in the back of our heads, everyone knows that this is not over. Mm-hmm. We're still yeah. very much in this pandemic and this is kind of like a test to see yeah. if, you know, even though the vaccine has rolled out and most of us are getting vaccinated, I mean, who knows? Like there could be another wave coming. We might go straight back to square one. Everyone stay the fuck home. Right. Only yeah. essential businesses operate. It's like, scary. It's still scary. It, it is. It is. I think Australia is kind of back in that realm, right? Really? What? I thought they were like the best out of everybody. They were, yeah. but the Delta variant is apparently like suffocating Australia and yeah. I, I know it's like kicking their ass right now. And it's Jeez. like, dude, when it, it's only a matter of time until that happens okay, here. we got to enjoy it while we can, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Thanks for coming. Guys. Yeah, let's just keep this going for like 10, 10 more months if we can. Yeah. Until, <laughs> Everyone rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take the raves to the hills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Wild. Yeah. I always wanted to go to those raves. In the mountains? Yeah. The ones that were up in like Baldy and stuff. Oh, those Braves in Mount Baldy? I would yeah. so were, I mean, they were small. They were, like, around the turnouts and stuff. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. But, they, you know. I would be. I'm sure they were different, too. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure not shit. everybody was, you know, um, uh, innocent-minded or, like, yeah. you know, happy-minded. I'm sure there were a lot of psychos up there. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the people who live up there are pretty brutal sometimes, man. Like, the, the locals are 
they can be very like territorial, especially if like you mm. were in the wrong place, wrong time. Ooh. I've heard stories of like people getting attacked by locals up there. What? And yeah. Locals yeah. gone wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you, you know, the you're driving. Yeah. When you're like driving up or down and there's mm. someone behind you just tailgating you. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that's a local. Cause they're just like, they do this drive all Fucking the time tourist. and you're, yeah, you're going like 20 <laughs> miles an hour around these like crazy curves. Yeah. And they're like, they're wanting to go like fucking 60 miles an hour. Uh, and they're like honking at you, like Jeep, Jeepers Creeper style. Yeah. After you know? driving, not driving for a year, that's how I feel now. Even just on the street, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone just go around me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like we, we, we took the 405 freeway yesterday to get down to Manhattan Scary. Beach. <laughs> and and I, I hate that freeway because it's notorious as like mm-hmm. the worst freeway in California. Yeah. In the United States, I think. <laughs> Shit. Well, yeah. They should take that badge of honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, driving, driving, like driving there was a little scary. Driving back was a little, m- little less scary because you know it's, that's the time where everyone's lighting off fireworks yeah. and partying, whatever. And it was cool driving up the four or five. You just three sixty view just looked like World War Two. Just the sky was <laughs> blowing up and yeah. fireworks everywhere. It was really cool, really mm-hmm. cool sight to see. But um, and it's like, well, this is normal. This is normal life is back. Woohoo! Fourth of July and fireworks, booze, America. <laughs> well, just like last year. All that like... bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think last year. Yeah, last year was a pretty. I Do you remember they were like, oh yeah, everybody stay inside and no fireworks and all that, and then the the skyline of L.A. was just <laughs> L.A. just said, thing, just Battle you. of Los Angeles. Yeah, it ha- yeah it happened again yesterday. I read <laughs> like that the city was asking people like, please don't light up fireworks, mm-hmm. fire hazard, whatever. And sure enough, you know, World War Two. <laughs> I got a nice little brush fire notice. I'm on Citizen, that app. And oh my gosh, that's like a notification every hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I'm not on I, there. I gotta, I gotta take it off because usually it's nowhere near me. But like this time, it was like brush fire after all these fireworks went off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh great, here we are. Already happened. You know, shit. Just not, couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, and this morning, like, there was a dense fog of just, just like, the smoke. Yeah. Yeah, old smoke. It's still out there. Did you Even notice that? Just like. Um, the smoke, it's yeah. like hazy. Yeah, mm, it's really and hazy. It's super outside. bright outside. <laughs> but, but even <laughs> yeah. just like, I saw someone post they're like, "Happy Fourth!" Like, what are we celebrating for? Mm-hmm. Question mark. I was like, "Fuck, I'll drink to that." <laughs> like, God damn it! <laughs> Dose <Yeah>. of reality. <laughs> you were in uh, Pasadena yesterday. Uh, no, I just saw that on Instagram, but mm. I was at my parents' house. Oh, okay. Moval. Oh, I was gonna say, how was Pasadena? How was how was Moval then? That was fine. Lots of fireworks. Yeah. yeah. There's no laws yeah. out there, right? For fireworks. Um, there are signs to like, I think like a thousand dollar fines or whatever, oh, really? but I don't know how anyone really gets caught. Right? <laughs> like, there's so I many. Either, yeah. like, how do you trace that? Like, I don't do you, know. There's so yeah. many going off in one mm-hmm. area. Like how do you trace Good where luck. it's coming you from? You gotta be near it. Right. Or the yeah. cops would have to be close to wherever it happens. Yeah. That's those, true. <laughs> those poor people. <laughs> like they happen to set off a firecracker, like right next to a cop. Oh God! <laughs> no, last night I lit off uh, a sparkler. Mm. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you else. You. I know I'm so crazy. And we're like, <laughs> you know, pointing the all of us stupid idiots are pointing the sparklers at each other like we're Harry Potter wands, and mm. you know, just <laughs> <laughs> saying like doing spells and shit. But mm. no, I don't. I don't mess with fireworks. I'm too scared. Mm. I, I've seen there's there's a there's a post on. Do you, do you go on Reddit a lot, mm-hmm. Justin? Uh, sometimes. There's a post on Reddit right now that's like on the, you know, the popular section, but as a guy, it's like a not safe for work post and he, I guess he like blew off his hand. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. It was like three, it was like three years ago, but he was posting it to remind people like, this is what, this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. And this is what it'll look like if you aren't safe with fireworks. 
but it's like a long story but to sum it up like he basically he he thought what he was doing was right you know like, like he he always do it the same way like mm. load load stuff into a cannon he would like hold a cannon like it's like you know like like like, like a rocket launcher or something and i guess he held it and like, he held it the wrong way or he put the fireworks inside the wrong way or something but he blew off his hand pretty much and he got it he had to get transported to like a local hospital and then they were like, oh, we can't take you here. You have to go to a trauma center. Oh so then he was driven to like another university. And then, then he ended up getting airlifted. Wow. And, and like, he just went through so much hell just for like one night of fun, you know? Jeez. All and while it, the clock is ticking, he's losing yeah, his fingers. Yeah. His hand is like completely gone. And, oh my God. And he's like, he's like bleeding out pretty much. And he's like, you know, he's t- racing against the clock now. And yeah. I'm like, was it worth it? <laughs> like, it but that just reminds me to not mess with fireworks you know so imagine he's in the yeah. like the uh, bed being like worth it yeah yes. for the gram did you record Dude. that for the gram that's why i got two hands yep yep <laughs> this is legendary <laughs> anybody get that on video but actually we, we um created the song like remotely we didn't mm-hmm. meet up the whole time until like just after the everything was lifted right when you could hang out with people when you're vaccinated mm-hmm. Yeah, we started. So how did that work out? Yeah. Yeah, we the whole the whole thing was remote, pretty much. I mean, you came over a couple times. Yeah. I think. Um, to just after we were vaccinated. Yeah. Just want to say that out there. Once we were, yeah, everyone, we were vaccinated. Don't worry. What which vaccine did you get again? Pfizer. Pfizer. For the, record. the one with the P. For the record, I don't Pfizer. worry. I got I got the J and J. Heard it's completely safe. No, yeah, like no after effects. No yeah, I did get the J and J. You know, luckily no no issues. But um, most people were cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Which one did you get? I didn't get one. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. God damn it, dude. <laughs> we're good. No, yeah. no. Um, you guys are both a threat to me. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we, 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 we finally linked up in person after it was like, you know, we felt comfortable and it was safe. And um, before that, it was, it was all remote where, you know, Kay sent me the, the stems of her vocals. Mm. And then I, I think I took the best, t- I just, I just cut, I cut out the best takes and then started building the music around that. But then at a certain point, we were like, you know what? It might be easier now that like it's getting safer and we're vaccinated mm-hmm. and we're we're at a point where we're comfortable being around each other in person. Mm. That you just come over so we can just kind of wrap this up yeah. and then um, do whatever else we need to do. And it's so much easier to do it that way. Like remote remote collaboration, it's great, but it gets to a point where like you just feel like, you know what? I feel like we could we could do this in person now because we can really just nail down the ideas that we're trying to relay or Mm -hmm. anything like any final touches we want to do being in the same space together at the same time. It's like, it gets done so much more efficiently that way. Um, you can make it work remotely, but yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Doing it remotely was, um, a a really cool experience just because it was kind of like we would just work on our own schedules and then we would send stuff back and forth and, Mm -hmm. And then I would, I know I was sending Kay like uh, a couple different drafts, like, oh, here's, here's the progress. The, f- the first track I sent you was just very like a, a kick drum and a snare and like mm-hmm. vocals and bass. And that was it. And then each iteration I thought each was one getting... was great. And then every time I was oh, like, thank damn, you. every time, the next one, damn. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, it just kept, it just kept building. Yeah. Like, mm. like, oh, here I, here I did this now. I added this crazy pattern. And mm. now, now you can, you can hear in, in the verse, like the music stops. Like mm. there's these breaks in between the music and your vocals to create some tension, you know? Mm. And, um, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe 
maybe the process would have, maybe the song would have come out differently if mm -hmm. we did everything in person. You know, you never know. Definitely. I mean, that last time we hung out is when we found that um, laser sound that we thought, was like, is it too much? No, nothing's yeah. ever too much. <laughs> we need more. Yeah, and that, that was just from us actually being in the room together and like fiddling with the music and just trying to find like a certain sound we were looking for. Mm -hmm. But we had to like do that together to get to that point. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great point. Yeah. Like maybe Otherwise you're just like trading files and it's just not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you would have never come over, maybe that little laser sound would have yeah, never been Yeah, because we were in there. like, how about this? What about this? What about that? You can't really do that with Zoom. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. We tried over Zoom and that's just, yeah, that was too hard. Mm. With music, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should experiment with the, uh, have you seen uh, the guy who was attaching his Moog to uh, Mushrooms? And seeing what sounds come out, it's the so coolest wild, thing, coolest thing ever. Yeah, it, 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 when you when you, the, when you told me about that, I went home that night. I think mm. you sent me you sent me the link to I it. I sent you the guy. Yeah. I, I watched it and I was like, I was showing my wife. I'm like, you gotta watch this. And she she's not like a music nerd like I am. Mm. You know, she's just kind of like, oh, that's cool, that's really cool. And but like, she really liked it. Like, she yeah, thought yeah. it was really, really cool. I'm like, you gotta see this. Like, some guy somehow transmitted music through mushrooms. Yeah. And the sounds that came out of them. Yeah. Was well, he so was just cool. like listening to their electronic pulses of just their oh, that's right. life. Yeah. Know? And it's wow. it's going through the through the moog and it's just making these beeps and boops and mm -hmm. and it's not entirely coherent, but then he's kinda of playing with it and I just thought about your your voice, like <laughs> what if you talk to a mushroom? Dude. <laughs> can I be on mushrooms when I do that? It might help. Yeah, yeah and I feel like and I'll connect the with the mushroom. Yeah. Unless the mushroom's like, you just ate my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk cool. to you. Not cool, dude. Not cool. <laughs> so the next song we do, bring some mushrooms over. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna make some make some music, synthesize some mushrooms. Wild. <laughs> I'll eat them with you, and I'm just gonna hold the mic and just stare. I at feel them like awkwardly. when 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 artists like run out of their own ideas and they start doing drugs, they're like, okay, next level, start yeah. doing drugs and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, know, I know. How often does it not work out? Because it it seems to work out just fine for a lot of people. Worked yeah. out for the Beatles. I was just gonna say that, that the Beatles somehow yeah. found a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of musicians. They need something to kind of like get in that creative mode. Um, Harry Styles did it. He did his what, last album. What what he do? Mushrooms. Yeah, he just did like a bender with him and the, his oh, band and the uh, cool. producer, and they just made music in this like cabin. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. That's the way to go. I keep hearing mm -hmm. that. Like, just go to a cabin and. Isolate. I don't know if it was cabin. They went somewhere like yeah, or away just, from yeah. everything and just yeah. like focused on the music, but the drugs like and to desolate. help and just yeah. I just was just in it. Hmm. A friend of mine cranked out an album. He went out, went out to Joshua Tree and like that's our, that's like our sort of California isolation area lately. He just went out. He's like, I need a weekend. Just I have some stuff kind of written down and I got to put it all together. So he just went out. Didn't do drugs, but um, it was a sobriety album, which is really cool. But um, he just cranked it out over a weekend. He just like let me get away from everything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's in, awesome. In isolation. Oddly enough, in isolation, you know, you find a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not a year of it, but you know, a mm -hmm. weekend. You know, I think uh, yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Um, when I when I went to my school, that's one thing they actually taught you was just to sit in silence, mm -hmm. like turn your phone off, don't even have like a fan on, no music, just mm. sit in a silent room, 
and you'll you'll see how quickly ideas come to you. It's because there's no external stimuli like triggering your brain. Mm-hmm. There's no sound. There's no you know picture, whatever. Just sitting in a room, like on your bed or something, just in complete silence, mm-hmm. which is yourself. You'll be very surprised how ideas can just kind of like come to you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then it's just because you were able to like sit there and focus on yourself and just focus on your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Are they really your thoughts? Who knows? Oh, it's no. Your subconscious <laughs> right? thoughts, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It could be a ghost. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I tried that once and I'm like, something just came to my head. I mean, and I don't know if it wasn't like, like I know John Lennon, he could just sit there and think of like, he could dream melodies. Mm-hmm. I heard he could just, mm-hmm. he would hear That's a melody right. in his sleep, wake up and record it. It's Paul so McCartney hard to do too. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney, like mm-hmm. those guys are incredible. But for me, I can't do that. I can't just dream a melody. Cause if I wake up, I, I got to like run to my computer and record it as fast as I can. Otherwise it's gone like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I know like sitting in silence, it actually, it's, it's also like a form of meditation, just yeah. like mm-hmm. sitting in, in a quiet space by yourself and nothing else around you is making noise and you'll be surprised how you can walk away from that feeling inspired, mm. which is crazy. Have you heard of that room that somebody, I think it's in Chicago, somebody built where it's just like this negative sound room. You, you sit in the middle of it. All you can hear is like the blood flowing through your ears. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Anechoic chamber. I think that's what it's called. What's wow. it? Anechoic chamber. Anechoic chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm, those exist, and it's just a soundproof room, and it, it's you can actually start to it's go like insane. Made of wood or something, mm-hmm. right? like wow. all these like wood panels that are just lining the walls, and you yeah. can hear your heartbeat. Yeah, like you know, sometimes you can feel, you can, you know, mm-hmm. you just can feel the beat. Yeah. You can actually hear. You'll start to hear your blood flowing through mm-hmm. your body. You'll hear your heartbeat. It's crazy. That's wild. What do you think you guys would produce <laughs> coming out of that room? Some I would shit. just I some know. crazy. <laughs> I would just sample the sound of my heartbeat and then make scared. that into a kick drum, <laughs> and then make it into a trance banger. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and the song's just called Heartbeat. <laughs> no, I'd be DJ Heartbeat. That's what I'd be. DJ Heartbeat. I'm like, dude, where's the studio? Oh, it's the Anaconda Chamber. I'll just be in the corner. Is it your heart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subliminal messaging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, dude, I don't know how. If we can get inside one, that'd be awesome, dude. But also, like, I heard you can go crazy just being mm-hmm. one minute in there because there's just no sound. Yeah, they said somebody lasted, like, a half hour total. Wow. And then they had to go. <laughs> They're like, I'm done. Too much. It's so intense. Yeah, because then you start to hear your brain or <laughs> your organs moving. <laughs> hear the, the liquid in your skull, oh, like, no. s- yeah. like, swishing around. Yeah. There's a podcast. A guy did it. He did that. It's, a, it's an NPR podcast. Um, it's one of the t- it's one of the TED Talk like spinoff podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think it's called oh, it's called One Thousand Hertz. I think mm-hmm. or Twenty Something Hertz. Mm-hmm. But the host of that show he he did an episode all about the um, anechoic chamber, and he went to one and he he goes inside the room with his microphone, and you just hear his voice is so clear. Mm-hmm. There's no reverb, no echo of any kind. Um, you just hear just like his voice, but then you can start. He's just like kind of talking to himself. He's like, okay, I can start to hear my heartbeat right now. And then he's just kind of like, okay, it's just really quiet. Okay, like I just, I want out. Like he gets, he gets kind of like, you can tell he gets a little like uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because of the silence. There's just, mm-hmm. sound just gets sucked out, you That's, know. We didn't evolve in, in complete silence. I don't think we're meant to hear certain things. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we're. Start to, start to hear the universe. We grow, nine, nine months of our growth is inside a noisy body. Yeah. You know? It's like, that wasn't silence. That yeah. Was, no. Yeah. All that noise through, through fluid and everything, even mm-hmm. louder. Yeah. Even even music, you know, the music 
that's why like there's like that theory that if you play classical music for like a baby mm-hmm. like an unborn baby you know like mothers who are expecting are supposed to play like classical music because mm-hmm. it makes your baby smarter I, that's i think that's a bullshit theory i think what it is instead is it just calms it calms down your baby mm-hmm. especially like if you play like i know like high frequency music is supposed to make you energized mm-hmm. and whereas like you know, something with like a slower tempo and like maybe a, a quieter song with, you know, not too, not too much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It actually helps relax like a baby when they're inside the womb because they can feel the frequencies. They can hear the frequencies. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a pounding bass song, like Skr- if you play Skrillex for your baby for nine months, <laughs> that baby's going to come out so pissed off. Probably an asshole too. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's going to come out shuffling or, <laughs> or DJing. <laughs> Um, Imagine just shuffling out. <laughs> oh God! The doctor's like, it's, the I doctor's see it's head. Wait, his feet. Why is why are his feet dancing? Oh, he's just sliding on the floor. His fluids everywhere. Uh, Sorry for that. That's a gross image. So I was listening to this podcast called "Your Favorite Band Sucks," and they were talking about uh, why Beethoven sucks, and like pretty much why all classical music sucks. And it's like <laughs> from from that time, there were only a handful of people who had pianos, and only a. a smaller handful of people maybe a large slightly larger handful of people who could actually go to these events and watch these people perform so it's like they didn't really have any competition and like they just ran with whatever they got so or whatever they came up with so it's like why they went down why beethoven sucks and why you should never give your give your uh, unborn child beethoven diets. <laughs> maybe that person just hates beethoven they're, yeah they're they're partial to like mozart or something no all of it all oh, of it. Just oh like, okay, okay they cut it all down oh, <laughs> God. that's funny i yeah i know cla- I, I like classical music it just it's it soothes me like it's out beautiful. here i love it yeah it's beautiful and yeah. i know um there's a station called 91.5 mm-hmm. and if you just listen to that after you get off work after a hard stressful day you're gonna be so relaxed i promise mm-hmm. It really does help, but uh, yeah. And if you want, eighty-eight-seven has uh, like video game theme songs. You know, oh, eighty-eight-seven's really? yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. What's what's eighty-eight-seven? No, it's a uh, Claremont College radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay. there's this one dude, Dustin something. He uh, does like every video game theme from like Atari to to like Nintendo, I think, or like maybe PlayStation, and he'll just play the theme songs. Just oh, that's over rad. And over. Yeah. Is it so? Does he he plays like the original song, or mm-hmm. does he like does he cover it and does like an eight bit version or something? Oh no, he just has like the tapes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. rad. It's really cool. Yeah, I would love it's to like hear the modern day classical music. I think <laughs> I think it's yeah. pretty cool. No, that's rad. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of video game music also can be very like orchestral. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I would love to hear. You, you know Metal Gear Solid? Have you mm-hmm. ever played? Yeah. Oh, I, man, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the music to that game is incredible. I, I could listen to that all day. I was just watching a game, like, just a walkthrough gameplay of Metal Gear Solid for the first PlayStation, because I played that game to mm-hmm. death. Highly stressful. Highly <laughs> stressful. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I remember. Yeah. 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 There's so many points where it's just like, I never felt like... And then, I, like, the... the ring sound whenever you're like so close caught. to getting caught yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then your your controller would vibrate if you're like almost there yeah yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, i loved like <laughs> you would like hide and knock like 
Yeah. And the guard's like, huh? Yeah. And they start walking toward you, and you, you just run around like a box, and then just strangle them and take yeah. them out, and you drag them like under a tank and just keep them there. Yeah. And then you just go about your mission. That's like the whole game. You're just like causing diversions, yeah. and then you just like strangle a guard. And I hope it got harder. I, did, I never had anything beyond a PlayStation, but like I hope it got harder than that. Because um, looking back, I was like, man, this was actually not that difficult. Did you play, what was the one? Did you ever play Snake Eater? No. Mm-mm. That one's really cool. Mm. Um, I think that one is. It takes place during like the Vietnam War, mm. and you're not playing. You're not playing as Solid Snake. I think you're playing as Big Boss, because mm-hmm. I guess Solid Snake was like a clone of Big Boss or yeah, something. Yeah. Like it got like it got into like that realm of like oh people cloning each other and stuff. But um, you play as Big Boss and he has like the eye patch, mm-hmm. and it's like in Vietnam, it's in the jungle, so it's like all about like stealth. So mm. you have to. It's very. It's, it became a lot more strategic. To where That's you had cool. to like be really stealthy mm-hmm. and like kind of like figure out problems to like you know advance and stuff like that, but it wasn't it wasn't just about like throwing grenades at people and then <laughs> running past cameras and stuff like that. It got it got much yeah. more in depth, but I don't know. That was hard for me. My uh, one of my old coworkers had a ringtone that sounded like the alarm, and mm. every time his like text would go off, I I would have anxiety. Oh, I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I heard <laughs> it work every now and then yeah. too. Same thing. Somebody like, oh. has that ringtone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <Like> jumping up. <laughs> I played that game a hundred times. Right? Yeah, so like, yeah, I know that sound. Right? Yeah, <laughs> too much. <laughs> That's why we all have anxiety yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have to be this way, but we. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I what's remember, next? Uh, oh, um, what is next? Well, let's see. I uh, I have a release coming out on my. I'm gonna put out on my birthday on August 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an it's another synthwave song. Uh, it's this one's darker. It's nothing like the Los Angeles song at all. Mm. I, I think you've heard it. Yeah, I sent I it think to so, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's, it's called dark. It's, it's called amazing. A, yeah, it's called so a, a familiar nightmare. Mm. It was it was inspired by a nightmare on Elm Street. Um, you'll probably see why like when you listen to it mm-hmm. or you'll hear why um has it has a, it just has like that 80s like horror movie sound to it kind of mm-hmm. um so that's what i have going on i know um kay sent me some some more like mm-hmm. vocal stems of hers that we're that we're gonna start kind of like diving into and mm-hmm. seeing yeah, some guitar melodies too to yeah. see what we can do with that so just ideas at this point for us mm-hmm. yeah just you know just some ideas that we're gonna start playing around with next mm-hmm. awesome yeah you working on anything solo, okay? Um, no, these are things that I've had for a while. I used to have an older, an old band, but um, since then it's just been me. So collaborating with uh, Andrew has just been able to actually let all these ideas live. So I'm yeah. excited to see where it goes. Because cool. I just had this in my brain for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get out. They yeah. need to go away. Yeah. It's good. It's good when you can meet somebody who is on the same page. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Um, mm-hmm. I do think remote helped. Uh, and we were wanting to collaborate for a long time, but just being able to work remotely and do it on our own time, mm-hmm. I think got us through making the song. Mm-hmm. It was easier. Right. <laughs> easier for me, I guess. But um, So I think the convenience of it helped. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And so how do we find you, Kay? Um... I you guess it's my personal Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind people blowing you up. No, no. It's I'm also a designer, graphic oh. designer, so I use mm-hmm. my Instagram for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my career and day job, so music is the, the next thing, hopefully rising, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and can start building on. Mm. But, um, yeah, my Instagram. 
and uh, I guess through Human Offline. Sweet. Yeah, Kate did the um, the artwork for the single. Yeah, I did. Love it. Um, all the all the promo videos, mm-hmm. everything, just mm-hmm. teasers. And, yeah, yeah, and the album cover, which was fun. Yeah, very cool. Kay's an amazing graphic designer, and I know you've done other. Uh, you did uh, you did the EP cover for the uh, Fault Mode Network. Yeah, I've done other design yeah. work for Andrew mm-hmm. and his releases. I love that one too. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So I've been there quietly yeah, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we kind of have like this, this like um, audio like visual collaboration thing going on. It's mm-hmm. just like awesome. It's like in house because you know sometimes artists they have to source out, or like musicians have to source out someone to like do the artwork and then mm-hmm. do the video stuff um, and and whatever else is needed. But it's it's kind of like we both do the music and mm-hmm. then Kay also can do like the graphic design stuff mm-hmm. and it's just it's just like a perfect combination of mm-hmm. like we just we have like this really cool unit and we don't really need like anyone else to do anything for mm-hmm. us you know yeah so yeah. it's kind of cool but that's awesome yeah so we'll just we'll just see where the next one takes us yeah yeah, yeah. that's how teams are like probably best you know mm-hmm. served I guess mm-hmm yeah where you're you're not only you know working together but you're friends and it and it works out even better i think yeah it's we've known each other for long since, time since 09 2009 is when mm-hmm. we met mm-hmm. yeah a long time awesome yeah i mean i think the next thing we're gonna do is like a country dubstep remix of some it's gonna kind get right? wild Down. yeah country dubstep <laughs> classical music yeah. we're like beethoven uh, inspired garth brooks yeah garth brooks <laughs> It's just going to be this cocktail. Actually, every single genre. Some Billie Eilish, like Billie <laughs> every genre yeah. in the world. Dolly Parton, that's, Billie Eilish. Yeah, that's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> the song is just going to be called Cocktail, or Cocktail Hour. <laughs> every genre you could think of. Also, we're copywriting that idea. <laughs> exactly. I just, I just, I just wrote it down yeah. right now. So don't, don't steal it. That in the movie. <laughs> Cocktail Hour, the movie directed yeah. by James Cameron, written by Aaron Sorkin, <laughs> featuring Tom Cruise, <laughs> starring Tom Cruise, one man who can make a difference, needs to save the world tonight. <laughs> take the world by storm. Yeah, take the world by storm. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, that's it. So yeah. well, thank you so yeah. much for coming, both of you. Thank you thank as you. always for yes. having us. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. All right, yeah, now let's go. Let's fun. go paint P Town red. <laughs> Let's do it. Can definitely show you um, DBA for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. Anytime. Thanks for coming. Thank you.